Let's take a breath right there, man. Thank you for sharing that. There was one one statement when you were saying you were like, I'm not really sure how I felt. And I would I guess I would just ask you if you can name a feeling, is there a feeling that you felt or did is it just hard to talk about what you felt? Um it's like it's not hard it's just i don't know like what what word i could use to describe it just because like you know i felt fear before but that was like a different type of fear like i was shaking like i was texting people and you know i was it was so like so unorganized because i was just i just need to like tell someone just like now so they know but you know eventually i calmed down i was fine but it was definitely like a a emotion where i was i wasn't thinking properly you know i I wasn't even talking properly really either. And yeah, so that was definitely like, I I can assume that's like my first real experience with fear being so like heavy in my my thought process. At 11 tonight, it started with an East Bay High School student expressing his commitment to social justice. Then came the online threat and the hate mail. Tonight, a truce in this battle, an understanding between a senior in high school and a senior citizen. NBC Barry's Terry McSweeney has more from Dublin. And I was like, I was actually shaking. I was like, what's happening right now? You know, I couldn't really process what was happening. That's how 17-year-old Dublin High School student Danelle McMahon reacted when he heard about a post threatening the Tri-Valley for Black Lives rally he organized for this Sunday. And he actually referred to us as thugs. The rally had the Dublin City Council's blessing. Welcome to the Taking Off the Mask podcast. My name is Ashanti Branch, and I'm really glad you've joined us. Today's guest is Danelle McMahon. He's 17 years old. He's a senior in high school. He's on his way to college. He is navigating the world on this new journey of the ending of a pandemic, moving into the future of his life. And as a senior in high school, he experienced something really challenging. Maybe think back to yourself. Like, what was high school like for you? What was your senior year of high school? Maybe you were preparing to go off to the military or to trade school or to college. What? Maybe you're going to start your own business. Maybe you're just going to go get a job. Like, what were you doing your senior year of high school? Well, Danelle, in his senior year of high school, um, had a public online threat by the National Rifle Association, by a member who called on people to bring some danger towards him even posting his, his picture uh he learned a lot he grew up a lot but one thing that is really powerful in the aftermath of this scenario um is a is a, is a quote by a senior citizen um, who spoke about Danelle. maybe think about what would what would older people in your life or people in your world have said about you when you were 17 but this is what was said about Danelle. i never thought a 17 year old young man would basically wake a 65-year-old man up. You know, Janelle follows his heart and through passion and through love, trying to help his community. Uh, you're going to learn more about his story. He just received a Rotary Student of the Year Award. I really want to honor him for that. And even more awards that we're not going to name here. You know, in this work of taking off the mask, we're not trying to, like, um, talk about all the accolades people have accomplished in their life, although those are really important. But we are talking about the journey along the road to get there. And this young man on his way off to college, uh, I'm really excited about where he's going to go next. And I'm really excited for you to hear his story. 
If you haven't had a chance yet to make a mask, I want to invite you to go to 100kmasks.com. You know, it's three steps. It's a picture plus six words. There's words for the front of the mask, things that you gladly let the world see about you. There's three words for the back of the mask or things you normally don't let people see. And with this experience, you become a part of this million mask movement, helping people all over the world realize that you're not alone. Thank you for listening to this podcast today. We look forward to you being on the journey. If you know anyone, a young person, older person who could benefit from this conversation, we invite you to share this with them. Thank you. Look forward to seeing you soon. Well, welcome to the Taking Off the Mask podcast. Danelle, I am so glad to have you here. Hi, I'm glad to be here. Well, listen, um, I want you to introduce yourself. I think uh, I would like the listeners to know who you are. Tell them a little bit about yourself and uh, and then we'll jump into this uh, conversation today. Uh, yeah, so hi, uh, I'm Danelle McMahon. Uh, I'm a current senior at Devon High School, uh, also the BSU president. Uh, I also run track. I uh, am also a member of Tribe Tri- Tri- Black Lives. It's an organization uh, down in Livermore-ish where we, you know, just discuss ways to make the uh, Tri Valley, you know, safer for black, the Black community. Um, and I'm also an intern for uh, Eric Swalwell uh, through his office. Um, so yeah, that's pretty much about me, so. Awesome. I, I don't think I knew half of that. I didn't know about <laughs> you working for Eric Swalwell's office and I didn't know about, say say the name of the program, Tri, what is the name of the? Uh, Tri Valley for Black Lives. It's um, Tri Valley for yeah, Black Lives. Okay. Awesome. Well, I, I'm excited that you, you're you doing some amazing stuff, and I'm sure we're going to learn more about all the amazing stuff that you're doing. Like right before we actually started recording, you just told me about, uh, you just came back from an award ceremony, yeah? Yes. Uh, it doing? was um, for the Rotary Student of the Year. Um, so, you know, it is taken into account, like, you know, your academics, uh, extracurricular activities, and what you've done over the school year. Um, and I was nominated, and I won. So I had to... Um, give a little speech at the school today. Um, yeah, it was, it was pretty cool. So. Now is your school, are you back in session live at school? Uh, we had the choice to either be hybrid or our distance. And I stayed distance cause you know, we had like two months left at the time. Now we have three weeks. So I figured there's, there's no point to, you know, adjust now instead of, you know, taking the time to focus on my schoolwork um, and, you know, finishing off well. Great. Now, what is going to happen with graduation since you're a senior? What, what, what is your graduation going to look like this year? Uh, so they actually have uh, three sessions for graduation. Uh, there's going to be two in person, uh, one at 1 p.m. and one at 4 p.m. Uh, and then one virtual graduation for those who do not feel comfortable coming out. Um, but I chose an in-person one because I feel like, you know, after four years, that's the one thing that we should all look forward to having no matter what, you know, with COVID and everything like that. So. I'm super excited. I'm really excited for it. So, right on. And I'm gonna I gotta adjust some light here for those who can't see it, but just so you know, I'm adjusting some light here. Um, listen, well, look, this is taking off the mass podcast, and I'll give everybody a little background. So, how Danelle and I know each other. So, um, Ever Forward is doing some work at Danelle School uh, this year during COVID. Um, we've been a part of this um, young men's circle. Uh, we meet during their advisory once or twice a month. I think it started around November, December. 
And then this year we've been, you know, in 2021, we've been meeting a little bit more regularly. Um, so I, he and I have met each other several times. We've had some really powerful conversations um, as a group. Uh, but this is him and I, ha- first time having a conversation, you know, just one-on-one. So, mm-hmm. and not one-on-one, just you and me right now, but, you know, it's the one-on-one plus the 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 ever forward, the, the, the global, uh, what do you call it, podcasting world, you know? Yeah. Um, and since you've already made a mask, what we're going to do is we're going to go through that experience. I know one of the things that we've been uh, trying to do, we've tried to do is get some of the young men activated to like take this to their peers, you know, to like do the work with their peers. Um, and we haven't yet got it off the ground yet with the peer mentoring yet, but hopefully next school year we'll, we'll get it rolled out, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so you and I are going to make a mask together and we're going to share it. Yeah. 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 So do you remember the steps of making a mask? Do you remember the steps? Um, if I am correct, it was like, I know you had to draw a mask, of course, but then you had to, put something on the outside, like, you know, like that represents what you are on the outside. And then on the inside is when you, oh yeah. And the inside is what you put like on the inside. And I think that the outside part is you draw something, right? Like you draw how you feel on the outside, something like that. Yeah. You're all, you're yeah. all, you're all, you're you good memory. We're going to, we're going to call it the front and the back. Okay, so yeah. we, you know, we, we don't use the outside and inside, but you're, you're on the right page. So let's um on the left side, if you take your paper, fold it in half, and then if you, on the left side, we're just going to write the front of mask. Just write front on the left side. Okay. And on the right, you're going to write back. And for those of you out there who have not made a mask yet, I invite you to go to 100kmasks.com and you can make a mask anonymously, digitally. Um, and this activity that we're doing right now, Danelle and I, is an activity we do with people all over the world. And so... We look forward to you being a part of this movement as well. So the first step, you were perfectly right. You're going to draw a mask. So on the left side where it says front, um, you're going to draw a mask. So we'll both draw something. Let's see. You have your mask finished? Uh, yeah. All right. So n- the next step is three words that are going to be on the front of the mask that are qualities or characteristics of yourself that you gladly let people see. So what are three qualities or characteristics of you that you gladly let the world see? And you write those on the left side, somewhere on that side, okay? All right. Yeah? Yeah. Yes. Okay. All right. All right, now the back is, you know, different than the front, right? So the front Mm -hmm. is the things that we gladly let the world see, and the back is what are the things that we normally don't let people see okay. what are the things that we normally don't talk about and you write those on the back okay right. three that you feel comfortable writing and for those of you out there that are making a mask you can again you can do that at 100kmasks.com and uh invite you to do that and um, be a part of this movement um, we've collected over fifty thousand masks from more than 25 countries and so um this work is about giving men of all ages space. So whether you already have a job and a family and a career or whether you're in high school, my brother here, would, like we all have a knowledge of these masks we wear. And so um, 
hoping that uh, you will be a part of the movement with us. All right. All right. Yes. Okay. So before we talk about them, I just want to ask you, because this is like your, have you made a mask since the workshop? Have you made one? I have not actually, no. Oh, okay. So that was back in November, November, early December. I'm not sure exactly when our first session was. So how was it today? Since you've made one before, how was it making this mask today? Uh, I thought it was like a little easier. I'm, I guess with the mask, the first time it made me a little more self-aware of what I, you know, hide, well, just, you know, hide within myself versus, you know, showing others. So I kind of, with this one, I kind of felt I could just, you know, already write stuff that I already um, kind of already knew what I had to kind of, or what I knew what I already had. So basically, like, you know, I kind of felt that I already knew what I could do with this mask today. So. Hmm. Have you, cause you, you're, you're back in sports right now. You're playing, right? Mm-hmm. November, none of that has started yet. Is that right? Yeah. Nothing was going on at that time. Do you think that you're more self-aware of it because now you've been around people and you've had to like, you know, from being at home all the time to now having to be around other people, do you feel like you're more self-aware because I'm having to think about those things a lot more often or just because of the your own maturity and growth over the last four months? Five, actually uh, five months now. I mean, I think that honestly, like I've started to kind of become more like, I, you know, started to grow out of my shell a little bit just because, you know, I don't want to be all, you know, serious all the time because we already had been through a period where everything was so serious. Um, so, you know, I kind of start, I started to let those qualities um, that I've sheltered in with in me kind of come out. And, you know, like they're not like all like negative stuff. It's just, you know, like, you know, I'm being more um, like out there, like, you know, just being a little more extroverted with people that I know um, and, you know, just kind of, trying to experiment more, like do more things that are fun rather than, you know, uh, just, you know, saying no, because I have stuff to worry about, but yeah. So just, you know, trying to be more fun as a person. Well, I'm glad that it was a little easier. I think hopefully as it gets even easier, as you get ready for the next journey of your life, because you're about to hit another journey coming up in a month and a a little bit, yeah? Mm -hmm, Yes. Yeah, it's about to be a big journey. So um, the way we do it on the show is we we invite the guests to decide who goes first. So either you decide you want to go first or you decide you want me to go first. And it's your choice. Um, I guess I can go first just so I can okay. start off. Um, All right. So just do the front and then, um, you know, say anything about the front you want to say. And then I'll share the front and then uh, you'll share the back and then I'll share the back. All right. All right. So, how about you? You just show it. Show it. Just fold it in half. Don't let. Don't let us see the back yet. Okay. No, just let us see it. Just, we can just see it. All right. All right. So this is my uh, cricket mask. Um, uh, so I put it reserved. Um, I feel that I kind of have to have to stay reserved a little bit so I don't become like opinionated and uh, passionate. Because I know I feel like sometimes I can be a little annoying when that happens. Um, and then I also put that I go with the flow a lot just because, you know, I, uh, always want to try new stuff, like experiment with, you know, being more daring or whatever. Uh, but I don't want to do it because of like, you know, just, I always worry about like the worst case scenario. So, um, 
things like that. I just let other people do it, but I don't do it myself. Uh, and then also like, you know, I let people see them, you know, I'm always really motivated, uh, are always busy, uh, like, you know, with um, BSU and track and school. Um, I'll just show people that I am, you know, always working um, to a, a new goal every single day or week or month. Um, but yeah, those are pretty much it. Just it shows that I am very calm and driven. Uh, yeah. Awesome. Thank you. All right. So you, your three were perseverance, go with the flow and hardworking. Uh, it, uh, yeah. No, uh, reserve. Sorry. Reserve. Reserve. Yeah, okay. Got yeah. it. Reserve. Okay. Good. Good. All right. So I, I have some new ones this time. I'm not sure. Something was driving me to write some new ones than I normally write. So um, I wrote caring, smart, and hardworking. Those are the three that I wrote. Um, caring is a fairly new one that I've started writing. I've always thought I was caring, but I never wrote it. I always, I always was like my my mask was really intense, like serious and and although I am serious a lot, um, I think I've been trying to like even not only make an acknowledgement of it, but show it more. Right? I think yeah. that you know. Even being serious, you can be caring, but sometimes the serious can come out first, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and I think like starting there, and I'm not even sure why I wrote smart. I think I wrote smart because I'm in the room with you right now. So I was mm-hmm. like, you know, I think you, uh, you, you have an energy around you that is really like uh, that captivates this idea that yeah, I remember being in high school. I remember being a senior. I remember that journey, and uh, I, I like the feeling. That I'm smart. I, I don't. I don't try and prove it. But I like knowing stuff, right? I like knowing yeah. stuff about different stuff, right? I like knowing different things uh, that sometimes people would be surprised to know, right? I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I like. I like people to see that. And hardworking is definitely uh, big. A big one, right? I think I'm super dedicated. I look at my desk, and you wouldn't think I work hard because my desk is such a mess. Unless you know that messy desk means it's a lot of work. I don't know that. that I don't know what it means, but I know that I look at this desk. I'm like, God, this desk is a mess. Um, but I do know that hard work is important to me. It's a value of mine. And um, it, it kind of sometimes bothers me when I meet people who don't really work hard. Like, I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. I don't like judging people. <laughs> I do my best. I'm like, okay, that's them. Just let you know. Um, but hardworking is another one that I really try and let people see. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I definitely agree with that last one. Definitely. So. Right on. Well, we have that in common. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Take a breath. Ready for the back? Yes. Okay. All right. All right. Okay. I forgot one word. All right. Uh, so for my back, um, I put that uh, I'm very uh, opinionated. Um, you know, when I have my opinions, I stick to them. And I usually can adjust to other people's opinions. But, um, you know, with my own opinions, I keep them and I have them for a long time unless they, the thing that I have the opinion on will change. Um, mm-hmm. And then I do have times when I do struggle with confidence. Uh, and that just stems from like, you know, younger experiences, uh, like, you know, being in school, like I was bullied sometimes. Uh, but 
even like last year, like the pandemic helped me find it. Um, and, you know, being the BSU president and all that stuff like that definitely has helped me uh, become more confident in myself. Um, but, you know, there are some times like when I will get nervous or whatever. Um, and it is, you know, it comes back to me a little bit, but I, you know, I can move past it and know what I can do. And then I put, I put my mind to. So uh, and then I put passionate. Um, this kind of goes along with being opinionated. Whenever I feel this is something that I disagree with, uh, I do not stand for it. Um, and that's kind of why, like, I'm, you know, I say I go with the flow because I try not to uh, be, or, you know, I don't try to create arguments for no reason because it's like, you know, it can be something so small. Um, but, you know, that's something that I, I will keep, you know, it kind of goes along with, you know, just, uh, I actually don't know. Like, you know, being stubborn, I guess, too. That's also one of my other ones. Um, and then also humorous, too. I like to, I like to joke around a lot and stuff like that, but because I feel that my humor is a little bit different, there are things that I don't find funny, like, because, you know, I'm more mature for my age. Um, and so, you know, instead of being humorous, I just am calm all the time. So yeah, mm. so, so say the last part there. You said instead of being humorous, you do what all the time? I'm just more like I'm just calm and let you know. I'll laugh a little bit, but it's not like I'm you know dying on the floor laughing hysterically mm. or anything like that. Got it. So cool. I, w- I want to come back to that because I, I want. Uh, there's something you said I want to come back to in a second. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna share the back of mine and then we'll we'll jump into. Some more conversation, yeah. So, for the back, let me get the right angle. Mm-hmm. Angle, okay. I wrote a fear of failure. Um, I wrote sadness about death, and I wrote uncertainty. Like uncertainty, and I think uh, the fear of failure. I, I, I've been writing a lot of different types of fears lately. I usually leave a bunch of blanks afterwards, just an idea of like. Of things that I'm afraid of, like um, failure is one of them, like not being successful, not achieving the goals that I have for myself. I think those are some of the things that I'm really, um, I think about a lot. And I think the uncertainty is like, well, like the uncertainty of like, is this going to work? Is this big dream I have going to work? Right. And I think anytime you're like striving for something big or I'm striving for something big, like I want it to work. Like I don't want to strive for something that's going to fail, but knowing that failure is a stepping stone to success, you know? And, I, but, but the uncertainty is like, man, I'm working so hard. Is this going to happen? Like, is this, is this dream going to happen? Like I think is going to happen, you know? Mm-hmm. So um, I think those are the things that um, sadness about death, you know, my father died before I was born. So it's one of those things that uh, this book that I'm reading, when it talked about like, you know, when I was born, like the sadness that my mom had to carry with her, you know, that like uh, the way he describes it in the book, he talks about uh, it's a book called It Didn't Start With You, how, mm-hmm. you know, childhood trauma can lead into our lives as adults and um, how if you don't deal with them or you don't acknowledge them or, you know, try and do something with them, they can show up in really unplanned ways. Like anytime a death happens, like I just rather not talk about it. Like I rather just kind of almost ignore it, almost the opposite. Like I think I feel so deeply about it that I rather just be like, yeah, 
I want to go. I want to go. And sometimes, you know, when you're when people in the family pass, sometimes the family makes you go because it's about showing respect. And sometimes I'd rather just not know. <laughs> just don't tell me, you know. Um, but those are those are those are the three that are that are standing out to me right now. The fear of failure, sadness about death and uncertainty. Yeah. yeah. And I actually don't know why I didn't think of those because those are also some of my things, too. Definitely, like, especially like a fear of failure, too, which kind of stems for me to have like a fear of success a little bit because it, you know, I'd rather not do something instead of fail. But, you know, at the same time, like, if I don't try it, how do I know if I fail or succeed? Like, you know, it's like the kind of thing. So, yeah, that's interesting. Did you say a fear of success? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and then actually, too, this also comes in, too, like, you know, if you, succeed one time and then you have to do it again. If, if you don't, that's like one of my things too. Like, oh, well, what if I don't succeed this time? And that's when I let you know, rather not do it at all. So. Now you're an athlete, right? Yes. What, 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 what sport do you, uh, what, what are your, what is your event? Uh, so I do a uh, shot put and discus. Okay. And, you know, those are definitely events where you have multiple try multiple trials, but you know, not every throw, not every throw, might not be the best throw, you know, like um, with me, for instance, I think it was two weekends ago where I like, I went through like, like a little, uh, little struggle with my, how I was throwing. Um, and, you know, like there was a time I was like, okay, I'm just not going to like throw until the meet because like, it's just no point to keep going through it and not doing well. But then I actually, I didn't even throw out the meat either. So, you know, it was a little frustrating, but then I, just, I came back to it and then I PR'd uh, last Saturday uh, by like eight feet. So, you know, it was pretty cool to see, you know, you just refresh yourself and come back to it. Now, for those who out there who don't know what PR is, what, what is PR? Uh, it's a personal record. So. Okay. And you beat your personal record by eight feet. Yes. <laughs> Yeah. Did you shock yourself? Uh, yeah, I mean, it was pretty surprising because I actually, I didn't even think that it went that far. But when I heard that it was 126, I was like, oh, wow. That was like, it was pretty uh, shocking. So, Right on. Now, what did you, because uh, you said that, would you think the break, the resting your body to give yourself, you know, a chance to reju rejuvenate, was it? Or was it a different level of confidence you had when you went back? Uh, I think it was both because when I was throwing that one week, it was like, you know, I was getting frustrated. Uh, I was getting worried about my throw because I was doing so well up until that point. Uh, you know, I was PRing every single weekend. Um, and then I was like, okay, well, what if, I, what if I don't PR this weekend? Like, you know, it was just like a little like thought in my brain, uh, but I didn't, you know, it wasn't, that, it wasn't as bad as I thought it would be. It was just a little hiccup in the way. But then I came back, I felt more confident. Uh, I just took her a little refresher and yeah, I came back better. So, mm. well, congratulations on the PR. Congratulations on that. Um, and I guess just as we think about these masks, as, as you think about this last four years in high school, you're about to go off to college. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah. I'm going to Santa Clara University. Okay. Fantastic. That's exciting. For congratulations. Thank you. I, I know one person who went there. So if you need a, 
I mean, he's definitely graduated a long time ago, but he, I think he teaches some classes there now. So if you need some connections, let me know. Um, mm-hmm. what, what, what do you think, like, in terms of your peers? Like, because I think you're one of the few seniors in the circle, I think. Yeah. If I remember right. You're, yeah. So as you watch the younger men in the circle, as you kind of observe them, whether they have their cameras on or off or their, you know, whatever their personality types are, what, and just for your own self, like, what do you notice about like the mass? Like sometimes you said you're reserved, right? Mm-hmm. You're, you're, you're kind of quiet. And I, and I could, I, I would say I observe that. I would say I observe mm-hmm. that. And then last week, you know, you kind of, there was a lot going on and you kind of like, you had, a, you had some excitement happening. Yeah. Yes. I'm not gonna, I, don't, I don't know all the excitement. I'm not going to share anything in that excitement because that was a that was a circle. But I was just say, what do you notice in terms of why is it so hard for young men in that in in the, to talk about these things? Why do you feel it's so hard to to talk about these masks? What do you what did you notice for your own self? Why was it has it been hard for you to talk about the mask? Um. Um, not for myself because I know that we were in a circle and that was the activity of the day. Um, but you know, possibly like in public for people to discuss that, I think it's probably because like, you know, just the whole, um, I don't want to say like a, a stigma, but like it's more of like the stereotypes that come with, you know, being, uh, a male or a black male at that one, because, you know, we're, uh, told to, you know, be tough. Um, and, uh, just, you know, keep your emotions to the side, um, but then, you know, when you have moments like, you know, when you need to express your feelings, uh, you don't, and eventually it bottles up to something else that gets worse. Um, but, and then as for, you're saying to what I observe in our peers at the circle, um, I, I feel, oh, sorry. I was saying, I feel that they um, are more willing to open up with us because, you know, we all have one thing in common and that's, well, two, that were men and black uh, at the high school. Um, so, you know, that makes it easier for us to share anything, which is pretty, which is cool. I wish that I had this when I was, like, you know, a, a sophomore, because uh, I didn't really know any other Black upperclassmen like that until, like, my sophomore year, or senior year, uh, when I was one. So, yeah. Like, you know, of all the names that are on that list, right, the email goes out to, like, you know, maybe... 75, 80 young men, I think, somewhere around that numbers, you know, fairly small population of, of, of African-American uh, young men there. What what do you think we need to do to get more of them to show up? Like, right? Like, what do you, like, maybe the, maybe there's a couple of questions in there. I'm trying to, like, um, make an overview because I really want to learn more about you. But I think as you being the senior who's about to leave, like, what do you think that we need to do or what can you kind of even help us do as you get ready to head out to engage more of those younger ones? Like if you, cause you said you wish you could have this when you were a sophomore, how do we get more of those sophomores to show up and give it a try? Right. Cause if you never had it, then you may not even know you needed it. Right. Mm-hmm. If you never, if you never did a push up in your life, you'd be like, I don't need no push ups. I'm fine. Right. <laughs> you, cause you don't know what the benefit of doing push ups could do for you. Not only your confidence, your, your physique, your, well, you know, well-being and all that, your strength, right? So it's almost like, how do we get their attention? How do what, what, what do you recommend that we do, or what what are your thoughts to get their attention? Um, honestly, like 
I do not know because even when I was when when I was the president, when I'm in the president right now with BSU, like that was something that was very hard for us to get was a lot of uh, black uh, male male students into our club. Um, we still have we have a lot, yeah. but you know honestly, I do not know what it is. Like I mean, I I mean I guess you know I obviously have a, di- a different thought process on it because I'm you know the president of it and then everyone's not joining, but. You know, I don't know if it's either like, you know, they feel mm-hmm. that they don't have the time or if, you know, they don't feel like it's, you know, going to help them at all. Uh, so I guess it's more about, you know, promoting it um, and, you know, kind of getting testimonials to show that, you know, oh, this can be a fun, a fun thing as long as you come and actually invest in it rather than, you know, being there just because you were invited to it. Because, you know, at, at, the, at, at a point, you know, you just being there is not going to do anything for you. You have to actually interact with it. Uh, and, you know, make a point to, um, you know, get better at it, through it, so. Yeah, I like that. Like, I mean, I think that that, that may be something that we're going to need, you know, some advice on. And like, how do we promote it? What what thing would have got your attention at a sophomore? What what things are in there? Because we're, we're fighting for attention, right? I mean, mm-hmm. every everything we try and do to get somebody to see. You know, these devices are super powerful, right? They they got everybody's attention locked in, right? And they, yeah. they know what they're doing. They got a formula, right? Mm-hmm. That 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 dopamine hit, that, that chemical is like, I want more of that. I want to see more likes. I want to see more things that I like. I want to see, right? And how do we help to either interrupt that or to find out the things that interest them to bring it on let, let me let me go thank you for answering that question because i think it's a it's a oh well i think for answering that question i think it's a big one for us as we as we grow for you like as a sophomore like what what would you have wanted like knowing what you know now as a as a senior what would you have wanted what were you missing that you know you join leadership you start doing all these things you're an athlete what how, how did you get inspired to to do what you're doing now? Um, well, I feel like it's kind of uh, different because, I mean, I felt that I was more inspired, uh, you know, after, well, during the pandemic and, you know, with the whole um, Black, Black Lives Matter movement, that kind of, you know, it kind of trended. Uh, I say trended for a reason because, you know, it kind of took a little uh, social media break in like August or September. Um, but, you know, during that time, I kind of figured that it was going to do that. So instead of, you know, letting it happen, I was, I took the the responsibility to do it myself and to keep it as a movement and not just a moment in time. Um, and so, you know, I was inspired after going to a protest actually at the park near my house. Uh, and we walked from that park to, like, it was an intersection, uh, it's Dublin and Doherty Road. Um, and we actually took a kneel there in the street for like, for eight minutes and four, and 40 seconds uh, to commemorate George Floyd. Um, and, you know, I realized that, it, uh, you know, things could get done here because the police actually uh, guided us through it. Um, so, you know, it was kind of like a, you know, a little moment where I knew that, okay, you know, we can actually get something done here because the, obviously, you know, the whole town is showing support for it. Um, and after that, I just, you know, our teacher, our principal and counselors, and I was like, okay, I have some plans. Um, I want to talk to you guys about it to see what we can ha- what can happen to get it done. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, my sophomore year, I was still in the BSU, but, you know, the BSU wasn't as interactive as it was now. Like, you know, we didn't really do much. We um, were just kind of 
there because you know every high school seems to have a black student union. Um, you know, not a lot of people came, and it was really the ones who you know valued that time uh, were the ones that were coming. So, you know, I guess that for me at, at that time I just honestly needed like a uh, a better BSU, um, and that was actually one of my goals was to make the BSU better, um, and I have done that. So, you know, I just think that we just needed to take more pride in ourselves during that time. And I think that that's, that's what could have gotten us more people to join. Um, and eventually it happened last year during June. So my, my soft, junior year, sorry. Uh, we eventually started getting more, more people because of, you know, things that we did during Black History Month. Um, but yeah, just, it was definitely a long process to get this BSU to where it was. Um, but I was, I was super glad to be part of it. Yeah, well, you're you're leading it, and I think that's uh that's, that's really great. Now, h- how are you um how are you seeing the next step? Because you're going to be leaving. Are you mm-hmm. you have a new leader in the wings? You're training somebody right now. What's the what's the next steps for the club, and what's the next steps for you? Um, so in regards to the club, um, we actually had elections last week, uh, mm-hmm. so we have a new president and vice president. Um, and then as for me. Uh, I actually worked with a current Howard student. Uh, her name is Kelly Burke, and she's actually a former BHS student as well. And we actually came together mm-hmm. to create the, um, uh, we're calling it the Dublin High School Black Student Union Black Alumni Association. Um, mm-hmm. And so basically it's a way to keep the Black alumni in network with the Black seniors. Um, and so, you know, I'm going to be using that uh, as a way for myself to communicate with, you know, the future leaders of the BSU uh, and just, uh, you know, if they need any help with, you know, running it, I'm there. Uh, and that way we can keep the, mo- the momentum that we had going. So, Man, look at that. So, <laughs> so now this student that was a, a former alumni, how did you know this student who's at Howard University? How did you know this student? Uh, so we actually met through another person. Uh, we were um, working on was it? I think we're working on like making like a like a letters type event. Like it was like letters to oh, I forgot what it was. It was like letters to some oh to the district. Um, we we're working on uh, you know proposing curriculum reform, uh, okay. but it didn't end up happening. But we actually ended up like talking separately about you know meeting up and creating this uh, association, and we did. And we actually uh, you know we worked to present it to the uh, principal. Uh, and yeah, it's pretty much established now. So, congratulations on that. <laughs> Thank you. On staying connected with your peers, on coming back, and let me ask you this: I guess um, you know, this is not really an interview. This is more like a conversation. So, do you have? I mean, I'm kind of asking a lot of questions because I'm I'm very I'm always curious. Do you have questions? Because it's, it's not this is not intended to be an interview. This is more intended to be a conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I want to make sure that I leave room if there's something that there's something you want to talk about around questions as masks or whatever. Like, what, what is there something you want to talk about? Uh, yeah, I guess I'll, I'll ask, um, like, how did you start this mask movement um, and how did you get it to be, you know, so well, basically international because I saw you're in Mexico for it. Uh, so. I want to know how you got it to be, how you got to expand past the U.S. borders. 
Yeah, man. Well, because, you know, like you, I love to travel, right? So I think the way it happened was, if I can just remember, you know, the documentary came out, The Mask You Live In. That was a documentary that we first did the activity in. And I remember shortly after that, you know, some educators in Australia reaching out. Um, They were doing some work. Um, There was an organization in Australia called the Mankind Project. Um, And they... uh, my brother Brandon Clift, uh, like, he reached out to me. I think it was on one of the social media. I think it was maybe Facebook. And he was like, "Hey, I'm from Australia. I want to talk to you about. We're going to do a screening." And coincidentally, the weekend that they were going to be doing the screening of the documentary, there was this conference in Melbourne. Melbourne. Melbourne is uh, in the southern part of Australia, mm-hmm. and I was going to go for this education conference. And I was like, "Well, I'm going to be in Melbourne." Like, he's like, well, Gold Coast is, you know, only a couple of hours. And so um, I was like, hmm, let me see if we can pull this off, right? So I just started strategizing. And I think that was the first time I had ever been to Australia, first of all. And then I was like, well, you know what? I know somebody in New Zealand. Let me reach out to him. So that was my buddy Callum. I'm like, and I think it was just like, because I'm always thinking about masks since we started this work. Um, I'm trying to think what year that was, but I think I may have started the work in Mexico first. I think probably I went to Mexico before I went to Australia, but because I love to travel, I'm always, if I can speak the language, I'm going to, we're going to make a mask, right? I'm going to at least try and invite somebody to make a mask. And I think, uh, so that Australia trip was amazing. Um, But the one in Mexico was different because that's my second language. So, you know, Australia, they speak English, but so I went to this, uh, I had somebody help me translate the cards, you know, because normally they're on these postcards. And um, so I think the, yeah, I'm going to see if I can find postcards. So they're on these postcards like this. This is the the mask activity on a postcard. Mm-hmm. And basically people, they do the writing on this side. And so people would be mailing them in. And um, I happened to be going on my way to Mexico for the summer. And I was like, well, if I get it translated. Um, I could take some with me. And I forgot the cards. Like, I forgot them. So I just, I was like, I got to Mexico. I didn't have the cards. I'm like, what are you going to do? So I basically just printed them out on pieces of paper and went around to downtown in the little the Zocalo area, which is, you know, center of town. And I was asking people, hey, would you be willing to make a mask? I had my godson with me. And some people were the yes, some people were no. And some people, were, like, most of the adults were like, here, have my, have my kid do it. <laughs> the adults were like, I'm not, I'm not writing no stuff down. Right. But but a lot of the teenagers and the, were out were making the masks. And um, I think it just became like it makes sense. Like. Right. And so any other country who reached out, I'm like, hey, if if we don't have it in your language right now, I mean, we went to Brazil. The work went to Brazil. Um, so we translated to Portuguese. Uh, there's an educator just recently in Iceland, Icelandic. I, mean, I don't I can't even tell you one word in Icelandic yeah. yet. But um but those are the things that that's how it happened. I, it wasn't a really a plan, right? I was just doing the work here and it just made sense. Like if I can support a teacher there, it was, it was actually, inex, it was really expensive to try and mail cars to other countries. Mm-hmm. So it was easier for me to send them a file and have them to print it themselves, you know, mm-hmm. um, as opposed to me trying to mail stuff and get stuck in customs because they think it's like something dangerous and then they never get their materials. So yeah, I mean, that's how it happened. And now over 25 countries. And, I, and I'm hoping, you know, one day, like the goal this summer. What are you doing this summer, by the way? What are you doing? Um, I know I'm just going to be just traveling a lot, 
So and getting ready for college, that's pretty much it. So mm. you're not working this summer? No. I, I did have a job. I I wanna, you know, spend spend my summer doing stuff that I've been working. So <laughs> Good answer. Good answer. You just, I'm glad if you hadn't said that, you were about to get an offer right here. You about to. Okay. Well, good. Yeah. So ultimately this summer, we're going to like go through all the masks and like, you know, create a map of all the, of where all the countries where masks are from. But yeah, that's, um, that's what's going to happen this summer. And the goal is at some point, maybe I'll even go to all the places where people were making masks. Right. But I think I, I want to be able to like, it's, it's always really awesome to see different people make masks you know so yeah yeah thanks for asking that i appreciate that definitely yeah hmm that's a good question i'm trying to think you know what i want to do you know what i would say what you really want to do i, I want to take have you where have, have you been out of the country yet oh uh, no not yet yeah, awesome. not yet like i want to take young men in, in this in ever forward i want to take them to like to like paradise you know so I just met some folks from Hawaii, and uh, have you been to Hawaii? No, I've, man. I'm still. I've been. I've only been to like Las Vegas, Nevada, um, uh-huh. and Tennessee. Okay, but Tennessee. Yeah, that's far as I've ever been. Yeah, well, maybe you know, maybe one of these summers you come home and you you do an internship with us, you know. But what we're gonna do is, uh, I made some connections in Hawaii, and once this once we get this pandemic under control, my goal is to take young men to go see like paradise, see blue water. Like it's one thing when you see it on, on a postcard. It's another thing when you're like standing in it, looking at your feet and yeah. oh, it's, it's just a whole nother thing. You know, I didn't see that till I was what? 26, 27. I don't even, maybe even 28. I don't even, maybe even later. I don't even, I, I don't remember the age, but I was, I was older, you know? Yeah. It's like, Oh man, this is amazing. Right. And so I think just giving young people new experiences is what we're trying to do in Ever Forward. And I think I'm really glad you're a part of our circle. Uh, I think that you um, you inspire the other young men. Maybe you don't know it. And I think your quietness, your reservedness. Sometimes I, I, I always sense there's more in you. And so you see me, I pick on you a lot. Right. I, I, I intentionally call you because <laughs> yeah. I'm like, there's got to be there's more in there. There's more in there. Right. And then I saw this I saw this video of you and I was like. What's, what's going on here? What's, what's, what's going on? And I was like, and I was trying to find you again. I was like, okay, we, we got we to gotta have a talk. We got to have a talk. And I think that I want, what would you say? Well, I mean, before I ask you this last question, is there any other questions you have for me? Uh, not currently. Okay. All right. Yeah. Um, what I'll say is, um, what would you say to, other young men, whether they're at in Dublin or they're around the Bay Area, who are like sophomores, who are like, man, I, w- I want to be a part of something. Like, what? How? I mean, maybe this is ideas you have for us. What we can do because we got to, you said, promote it. Got to get some testimonials, and we have to help them interact with us. You know, or find a way to interact with them, right? Mm-hmm. So, how? What message would you say to young people out there who are trying to? Find their path, right? Like, no, um, uh, I would say you have to, you know, venture out of your circle. Um, you know, do things that you might not think that you are good at, because at the end of the day, like that one thing that you think you are not good at or not going to enjoy, could be the thing that you end up doing. Um, and I also, you know, I would say that 
whatever with whatever you're doing, you know, go at it like 110% because, you know, doing half isn't going to, you know, make you realize its value. Um, you know, doing it your best, making sure that it's for you. Um, that's what allowed me to find my passion, especially, you know, dealing with being the BSU president and dealing with other people that have asked me for stuff. Um, um, and, and also I, I would say, like, you know, don't be like afraid to do it as well. Um, because, um, I guess it kind of goes along with, you know, don't be half, don't give half energy. Cause you know, if you're afraid, you know, that might make you want to be a little hesitant with stuff. Um, but you know, you know, be confident and, you know, um, um, yeah, be confident and yeah, just go at it because that could be the thing you end up doing and you just don't know unless you try. So. Let me ask you this. Um, where do, where do you get this motivation from? Like there, there's something, there's something, um, there's something in there. There's something else in there. I don't know. Tell me where, what, what inspires you? Like, I'll say, you know, like I always have a lot of people like with my parents about things and, you know, they're the ones always telling me, you know, to kind of venture out of my circle um, and, you know, be more like, you know, daring with these kind of, kind of things. Um, Cause you know, that's honestly how I got my ideas for um, the BSU outside of my parents, and, you know, they're helping me figure this out. You know, they're telling me that, you know, if you want to want to make change, you know, you have to deal with, uh, you know, with, you know, the people who want to appease you, people who, you know, agree with you, people who even disagree with you. Because, uh, you know, I've had, that, I've had that happen with me, like, you know, recently with uh, some, with the guy uh, who, you know, called me out over my, uh, you know, work with the BLM movement in Dublin. Um, but, yeah, like, they have helped me a lot with that kind of stuff. And, you know, they're always, you know, telling me to do more because, you know, at the end of the day, you can't settle. Because uh, when you settle is the day that, you know, people are getting better than you. Um, so yeah, definitely my parents. Yeah. Thank you for that. And you, and you, and you hinted at it, but you, but the, the I hinted at it before and then you kind of hinted at it right now. So maybe we just kind of like clarify it. What, what happened in the situation that, um, you were confronted? Like what, what was yeah. the situation? And maybe we can even, I know there's a clip on YouTube somewhere and maybe we can put the clip in the show notes. Um, mm-hmm. so people can, can see some of the story, but. Will you just share what, are you comfortable sharing what happened? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think this was the day that Joe Biden won the election. Uh, so that was the 7th of November. Uh, I, was, I, was, I was actually in Las Vegas for my sister's birthday. It was the 21st birthday. Uh, and then all of a sudden I get this text from uh, uh, another student. He actually helped us a lot with uh, video production for the BSU. He was telling me like, to, you know, like watch out for my safety. And like, I was, so I was really confused. And then he actually, so I guess his mom actually called the police because this dude, this guy by the name of Mike Grant, you know, he was going around posting me in like alt-right conservative Facebook groups, um, you know, saying that I was like a thug. Uh, I was like the leader of the BLM movement. And, you know, I was trying to have some like, you know, cause riots uh, just for, you know, have, okay, I guess actually I'll backtrack. So before this all happened, I actually met with the city council um, and I proposed a art display of signs that pertain to the Black Lives Matter movement um, to be, you know, established for like a week. Um, and, you know, it was supposed to be really small. It was, it, 
you know, I didn't think it would be that big. But then after that post, you know, my mom shared it. Uh, it got on the news. And then it became a whole Bay Area event. And yeah, that kind of launched me into where I'm at now. Because after that, I got to meet uh, the Congressman Eric Swalwell. Uh, and then after that, I just got a bunch of messages from, you know, like other schools like Emerald Valley, Foothill, you know, we, we have like a little, um, BSU coalition, uh, for the barrier. Uh, and yeah, yeah, but definitely like, you know, that, that, that whole thing, um, it, it was not traumatic. It was definitely like, you know, really, uh, scary at first, uh, cause you know, I didn't know how to handle that. Uh, but, you know, eventually once I talked to, like, you know, the, the, I talked to the mayor at the time, uh, David Halbert, he's the new Alameda County Supervisor. Um, you know, I was assured that I would be safe. So, you know, it was just a little, uh, a little, I don't know, honestly, how to describe that. But yeah, honestly, and it just told me that, you know, racism is still a thing. It's not gone just because, you know, there's a bill that says it is. Um, yeah. And, you know, it can literally be five minutes away from your house. You just don't know. Um, so, you know, instead of, you know, fighting for a movement for, you know, only three months, that's why I started, you know, doing the work that I'm doing. So this can be progressive and not, you know, not just take like breaks for like three months and then come back and a month later, you know, no, like nothing is happening. Uh, you know, it taught me to, you know, we have to be consistent with the stuff we're doing. Because if we don't, you know, things like what happened here are still going to be tolerated by people. Um, and that's not what we want anymore because, you know, it's been forever. I think it's been 401 years, no, 400, almost 402 years since the first slaves got to America. And it's been, you know, that's very long that you know, I think I'm, I'm ready for progress. I'm sure everyone else is. I'm ready for real progress to happen. Uh, so yeah. Yeah. Let me just, let's take a breath right there, man. Thank you for sharing that. There was one, one statement when you were saying you were like, I'm not really sure how I felt. And I would, I guess I would just ask you if you can name a feeling, is there a feeling that you felt or did, is it just hard to talk about what you felt? Um, it's like, it's not hard. It's just, I don't know, like what, what word I could use to describe it just because like, you know, I felt fear before, but that was like a different type of fear. Like I was shaking, like I was texting people and, you know, I was, it was so like, so unorganized because I was just, I just need to like tell someone this is like now so they know, but you know, eventually I calmed down I was fine, but it was definitely like a, a emotion where I, I was, I wasn't thinking properly. You know, I I wasn't even talking properly really either. And yeah, so that was definitely like, I, I can assume that's like my first real experience with fear being so like heavy in my, my thought process during that time, so. Yeah. Well, man, I, I am very proud of you. First of all, I just want to say I'm proud of you. I, I pre I'm, thank you for being on the show. Thank you for uh, being a young man who's willing to let his voice be heard and for taking on leadership that, you know, you could have just went on and focused on sports and school, you know. You didn't have to take on the leadership, but deciding you wanted to make it better. I really appreciate you for that. And thanks for being on the, thanks for being on the show. 
Yeah, definitely. Thank you for inviting. I look forward to. I look forward to connecting with you while you're in college and you're going to be local, somewhat local, right? So mm-hmm. uh, maybe maybe one of these summers when uh, you're not just relaxing, we, we, we're going to find a way to, to get you up in here. And, um, you know, if, if, if this work is is needed in your work, please reach out to us. However, we can serve you. Just uh, stay connected. Like we tell you, Ben, once you're a yeah, part yeah. of Ever Forward, you're always a part as long as you want to be a part, you know? And that's what we hope mm-hmm. for you, man. So... Uh, thank you. Thank you. And um, folks out there, you know, if you are uh, if you know a young person in your life, a young man who's like, man, just could use a, an inspirational word. Check out this young man, senior in high school, about to go off to college, trying to figure it out, but also experiencing this idea of taking off the mask. Uh, please share it with somebody that, you know, and we look forward to supporting you and the work that you're doing with young people in your own communities. Thank you, Danelle, brother. I'm proud of you. Have a great um, summer. Since you're not going to work for us, I guess at least I'll wish you a great summer. I guess uh, I guess I really mean it. Um, I'm just kidding. I hope you have a great summer traveling and making fun and enjoying the summer before senior or freshman year of college. Um, I hope that your classes will get you some in-person activity and uh, we'll see you soon. Anything, anything you want to say last minute? Any last thing you want to say before we sign off? Uh, uh, just thank you for having me on the podcast. Uh, I I look forward to watching it, and uh, I guess I'll also see you next week because you have advisor tomorrow. So isn't tomorrow? I just got a, I got an email saying that it was changed to next week. Oh, okay. Oh, was there an error? Because I saw it. <laughs> it was an error. <laughs> I was like, okay, good. Thank you for telling me because I was like, well, I thought it was next week, and then but I was ready. You know, let me see. She's uh, okay. I'm gonna look for that email again and make sure I kept my calendar right. Uh, apologies for the information. Wednesday the twelfth. Uh, and the 19th. Okay, great. Well, we good. Well, I was looking forward to seeing you tomorrow morning either way, but I got to see you today. So, um, we'll connect again soon. And we, um, I look forward to hearing about your graduation. Make sure you take some pictures to at least, uh, you can share them with the young men. All right. Yeah. All right, brother. Well, take care of yourself. Have a great evening and we'll see you soon. what you heard today you enjoyed if you've listened to this and you found something inspiring please like and subscribe to this podcast that's the best way for someone to uh, find this podcast maybe like you did um, please tell someone about it if you know listen to some of our previous episodes and if one of them rings out to you please share it with somebody you know uh, we also invite people to join us in a face-to-face where they come together with another person to make a mask and talk about that mask together There's short conversations, about 20, 30 minutes. So if that's something that's interesting to you, please uh, send us a message. Send us in the comments below. Let us know that you're interested in that. And we look forward to you joining the movement of the Million Mask Movement. And check out our new shirt. I don't know if you can can see it, but this is our new shirt, the Million Mask Movement. And so uh, we'll have these soon available. Uh, But we look forward to you being a part of the movement and supporting our work. Uh, please consider supporting the work that we do in Ever Forward and in the work uh, that we do in the Million Mask Movement to let people around the world realize that they're not alone. Thank you.